Ah, I hit the wrong button. Well, so much for our intro, but we're going to do that again. Do you like love? Are you an night owl? Then late night love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us on Saturday nights at 11.30 p.m. Pacific Time, and please remember, love everybody. And welcome to our 4th of July late night love. I was going to call it a special, but it's actually Saturday night, so it's not really a special there, is it? It's just a normal show. just happened to fall on a day where we talk about the love of our country. We'll see if I can thread the fine line of being not political as we talk about this for a few minutes, because these are uh, divisive times. Getting through divisive times requires love. Not just love of our country, love of our neighbors, love of those we disagree with, love of humanity, love of the future. And in fact, love of the past and all its flaws. Because the reality is, in 300 years, people will likely look back at us as insanely flawed human beings. Because that's the way history works. We should be learning from our history about what not to repeat. The problem is, in our rush to remove trauma, we sometimes forget what to get. And don't get me wrong, every community has every right to decide what they do with isn't about removing things or leaving them there. My point is to be more mindful in the approach we take. When we do things out of emotional haste, we sometimes do not consider all the repercussions. We think, what could possibly be the long-term repercussions? And there's none. And I apologize if I laugh. It's like a battlefield out here this evening. It's a full-throated celebration of speed, of, of freedom. It's uh, it was funny listening to the that news broadcaster kind of admonishing the people uh, for you know shooting off illegal fireworks and going well making them illegal didn't seem to do much good. None does it because when people want to express their freedoms when people want to express their love express their patriotism, for lack of a better word, you're going to do it. And your puny little laws don't apply. When so many people decide to flaunt them, it shows you how powerless those laws are. Laws are only respected when the people love those who write them. And if the people who write them don't love those who are asked to follow, you end up with troubled times. And then it's the average person who has to find a way 
put aside the emotion, put aside the devastation, put aside the hurt feelings, and start to love again. It will happen. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it will happen. The truth of history is that love does conquer all. Or we wouldn't be here. The history of mankind is cold and often brutal, just like nature. It is love that makes that better. It is love that makes us willing to sacrifice. put ourselves second or third to those we love. How many of us out there would willingly sacrifice ourselves for those we love? If you're on a boat in the ocean and you're the one who has to, and one person has to jump off for everybody else to survive and your family's there, how many of you would do it? Not even tell anybody. Just do it. I'm betting a good many of you. That's love. Now, I'd like to point out, you probably could figure out a solution at that point, but the theory is that we would all sacrifice ourselves for our loved ones to have a better life. I think that's a universal truth of humanity. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here couldn't have complex civilizations. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. <laughs> but it is, uh, I don't know. I find it heartening in these times that so many people are going to uh, express their love and displeasure of their government at the same time. It's the politician, the political animal in me. No. And you know, maybe I'm a too old political animal, reading too far into it. Maybe it's just humans like to make noise and this is an excuse. But even that is about love, right? The human desire to make noise, to celebrate. And that's a human spirit. Something that's difficult to uh, quantify. So to kind of finish out, we'll make it a short monologue tonight, I guess. Loving your country is fine. Doesn't mean you agree with its flaws. But just like your flawed brother, you have to kind of love them anyway. You know? And yes, it's true. There may come a time when you have to disassociate yourself with family members and whatnot, but for the most part. The only way we get better is by loving each other. We don't get better by not. So, all right, Lovingator, if you are on, you say you have questions for me, and I'm scared because she said some of them are racy. 
So we're going to have to remind myself to make sure I mark the explicit button, even though I think I do it every time out of habit on this. Speaking of every time on habit of this, we, we said we add one thing to every show, right? We add one thing to every show? Every show. We try to do one thing better, right? We do. Yeah. What, what was it? Oh, this week we're supposed to, we're going to actually upload to Anchor FM at, right after this. So we're not going to go take a break after, right after. We're right. Done. Oh, geez. Thanks. I forgot about that. Okay, we'll do that. I was trying to remember what the hell did we add this? No, we had agreed that we were adding something. I'm trying to remember. What yes. <laughs> oh, we were adding. <laughs> we're gonna have to like add fake commercials or something in here for a while just to kind of break things up. I think I have a guy who likes doing fake commercials. Ooh. We can have podcasts, advertiser commercials, create or just for some fun, just have fun stuff to add in. Anyway, sorry, we're just kind of rambling over here because we have an hour to fill. What do you guys want from us? We have to fill time, man. We have to fill time. Okay, what you got for me? Well, this is goes. It, it's a hundred questions. I'm I'm gonna delete the more racy ones. Oh man! But there are some racy ones, and it's a hundred questions. Uh-huh. It says it's a sex compatibility quiz, quiz. You could find it, but I don't think so. There's a lot of other relationship questions mixed in here. So, so but a, you can find it on a. It's an easy. It's an easy search. So a sexuality relationship quiz. Sexuality, thing. yes, yeah. <laughs> this is not going to help the reputation of the show. We're, we're the cross between Howard Stern and Dr. Ruth. Ruth. That's so, who we are. <laughs> and some of the things I want to know, like, oh God. first question, what did you think of me when you first laid eyes on me, whether it was a picture or you when you first saw me? Do you remember? I don't remember emotions like that. I don't know. What did yeah. you think? <laughs> you don't remember? Okay. Well, well, if you give me some flights in 20 minutes, I'll probably remember. Okay, so we'll go to the, So, but in general, okay, well, let's. Well, we met online, so I sent you a picture. Yeah, but there's no way I'm going to read it. But, you know, me, I. That's almost an unfair question to ask. <laughs> because the whole reserve my emotions, pack them down, because, you know, my whole nature. I don't trust my first instinct, right? Because of anxiety right. disorder, and, and so it, it's it's almost a technically an unfair question to ask me. Okay. Uh, now, but I thought maybe I could catch you. Now, a better question. So I'm going to actually make you answer these questions too. Um, oh shoot! <laughs> I, I've been getting away with not answering this. Yeah, I, I wonder. Lot. I wondered when you were going to notice. Well, no, we're going to notice when we have time to fill up. I can't talk for fifty freaking minutes on my own. Um, well, I mean, I could, but the audience is going to start to get bored. Um, what was yeah. your question? No, it's, well, it's essentially the same question, but it's it's technically an unfair question to ask men. Because we don't think that way. Well, you sent me a picture of your dad bod just to, you know, I just overly just to be, you know, okay, this is what you're going to get. You I know, am seriously you're overly honest. overly honest. And I'm like, okay, dad bod. Yeah, you got five kids. I already knew that. Next, you know. It's so overly honest. It is so. I don't know if it's endearing or pathetic, but it is what it is. 
I enjoy it. <laughs> I suppose it makes life easier. Except it doesn't. You take you really forever does. to believe it. It's... <laughs> takes time. All right, no, no, no. So, so, okay, the dad bod thing. You, I'll, I'll let you slide on that as a happy answer. So, okay. <laughs> but when I first saw you in person, you were just—you seemed so solid and just so together. And you were that you—you you were just solid. You're just you, and you still are. You're my rock. We won't talk about the laundry pile. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm reading these in order. Forget it. I'm not messing around here. No, I, there's no reason to mess around. Do you have any feelings for an ex? Well, define feelings. Well, ex- <laughs> I have lots of feelings. Ex- <laughs> expound on that. <laughs> well, we're we're okay. So we're a we're a love show. Well, yes, because. I can't unlove somebody. I can right. I can realize somebody is no longer healthy for me. I can realize that for whatever reason we grow apart. I can realize for whatever reason, you know, all the various reasons people and things split up. But I don't think I have it in me to unlove somebody. I don't think it's in my nature. But I don't love very easily, so... There's that. Well, that's not technically true. I love lightly very easily, but I don't love deeply very easily. And so you can't, you can't, but it's also, there's a children's connection and you can never truly undo that one either. You can't, you can't. And so, you know, for the good of the children and grandchildren, if abs, you know, absolute worst for the good of the grandchildren, you maintain a positive mental outlook as possible. Right. Yeah. But you know, you know, feelings like do you pine for other people, that kind of thing. Well, no, if I did that, then I couldn't be in the relationship, the relationship now, now because I drive myself <laughs> freaking crazy. <laughs> this. Why am I looking around and post it? No. Our studio isn't quite designed for this setup, so and that's pretty much where I am. I, you know, there's children involved, grandchildren. And there are others I've been in relationships with that I still think of fondly, but they were shits. So they had to go to the island of, I will never see you again. Well, and, and men and women have different experiences. I think we can view this differently. Eh. I, I think there, if you want to talk, you know, there are differences between fundamentally between men and women that just can't be given out. I think men don't have a fear factor that women have to live with. Okay. You mean physical? Yeah. I mean, there might be an emotional fear factor, I suppose. But as a rule of thumb, you don't have, as a rule of thumb, men don't have to worry about even their crazy, we can defend themselves from them if need be. So there is a difference. I think in general, I mean, that mindset, right? You're smaller. You're uh, women. Yes. Me and my mother discussed this once. We were discussing about this. Women, by the very nature, have to be a little more fearful than men. Yes. Simply because of the way the nature works, right? Nature's an ugly place, and so that has to. It has to. 
psychologically expand itself upon the way you view past relationships because past relationships are, have to be viewed more dangerously unless there's a long history the person isn't dangerous we just don't work together anymore right and then you don't have to fear you can just but I, I do believe that women have a more natural ingrained fear instinct than men and it, you know who knows what the level is some women are at a, you know a two and some women are at an eight you know, some men it can be at a two, and some men can be at an eight, right? It, it, it's just where the, the mass is kind of where the chunk, big chunk is. When you sit higher up than the men, on average, I would think. Just from personal experience. And just from logic, you think it's, it's more dangerous. And men don't seem to care much about the personal danger historically. You just look at them, we do all kinds of stuff. You know, how many women are strap on one of those bat wing suits and go flying through the canyons? There's like one woman for every 100 guys that do that. And so there's, there's just a different level of, of uh, what is it, risk avoidance between men and women. And so I think that plays out into views of past relationships. For what it's worth, on a grand scale. be completely wrong just to let everybody know so if a psychologist or someone who works in the area wants to call me and chew me out knock it out and make yourself out a happy mother you're awfully quiet over there listening because hmm. i got a zinger oh okay ready all right do you like cookies I mean, that's something you got to discuss if, you know, if you're in a, you're in a relationship, you're thinking about doing long term, isn't it? Well, you know, if this is, if that's all you want, then, you know, <laughs> that's not going to work. You know? As part of a robust sexual lifestyle, sure. Right. But kind of in isolation by itself. No, I mean, let's face it. If you've got three, four kids, sometimes a quickie is all you're going to get. And so <laughs> <laughs> it's just the realities of the world. Or if you're both working, you know, two and a half jobs or whatever, you know, you're lucky to get a quickie and trying to make baby, which is an interesting choice of trying to make a baby while you're both working that much. But but as 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 one of those things on the menu in the right time in the right place, as a younger person, sure. But as an old as the older I get, I don't move too quick anymore. To be frank, so <laughs> I don't have that energy level anymore. <laughs> you got to be quick. <laughs> it takes me longer than that to get ready. Now I don't know what you're talking about. I gotta stretch. <laughs> gotta take some Motrin. <laughs> make sure I'm not gonna pull any muscles or anything. Yeah. You know, make make sure I'm hydrated so I don't get a cramp. That's always awful. <laughs> Just saying, it's not pretty. And I'm only fifty. The sad thing is, you know, there's eighty year olds in better physical shape than me. 
But I'm like six foot, 200 pounds. I'm not like huge or anything. I just didn't take care of my joints when I was younger. Ready? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Wow, you almost got away with that one. So what about you, madam? <laughs> I think they... Madam Lovinator. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think they have their place. I think they have their place. You know, it's always very, it's really fun when you're both in that same space, you know, rip one off. Whoa. It's fun. Yeah, you know, it's part of your robust, if, you know, if you're all in that kind of robust sexual, you know, thing. Thing, knock yourselves out. But again, if it's just if that's all there is. Then if your partner's just kind of, you know, okay, fine. You know, you should probably rethink. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> now you should, hey man, I appreciate taking one for the team and all every now and again. But you know. <laughs> a little enthusiasm. We need a certain level of input. <laughs> you can just say no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, kind of wanted to. Well, and, and sometimes but, when you get going, then you, you start getting into it. Well, but here's the thing: you can actually appreciate the mindset, right? Like, well, maybe I'm not in the mood, but you know, I want to make them feel good. Yeah. And so, you know, it's no real skin off my back, you know, but it does make the thing. You know, that's when you're young; it helps. It does because you know you're. you're I don't know if women and men are different, but as a young guy, you don't really care as long as we're genuinely willing. <laughs> but you know, I've been married essentially since I was 19, so you know, I've had very little time in between. Uh, you're like me, you don't date well. No, I'm awful at dating, I'm terrible. Well, yeah, because I don't never know when somebody's hitting on me. So there's that. I'm amazed I ever had sex. Okay, what's the next? Okay, neatly evaded this question before. If I had to move away for years, would you wait for me? Well, this is an interesting question. I was listening to a psychologist yesterday whose wife almost died, and then he got addicted to a uh anti-anxiety medication that actually gave him a very rare um side effect that he didn't realize was a side effect and and so him and his wife ended up having to be apart for six months at a time because it wasn't mentally healthy for his wife to be with him because it was just too stressful Uh and so i rethink my answer for that if i generally had to yes i would It wouldn't actually even be that hard. Well, that, I mean, I mean, that is a very sweet thing to say. Well, and I don't mean I don't mean that hard by the decision to do it wouldn't be that hard. I don't mean that it wouldn't be a difficult period of difficult. time. Of course, it would be difficult. <laughs> it's just that the decision to no, it would be a no-brainer decision. Is what I guess what I meant by it. So maybe I was a little flippant with my words, but it would be a little flippant with the. I mean, it would be 
Easy. I said, yeah, no, yeah, of course I'm going to wait for two years. If you had to go to some far off country to like Russia to get some treatment and it was going to take you 18 months and, and, you know, I can't go to Russia for 18 months. Right. For a hundred thousand reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I had to prove I wasn't a Russian bot once. I'm not going to freaking go through that again. But right, there's, there's, and so yeah, of course I would. Oh, that's sweet, babe. I would wait for you. Yeah. So who went to Mars? You wait for me? Yes, I would because I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got a racy one here. Where is the strangest place you ever had sex? Strangest place that I remember or that I was, or that I apparently had? Let's. Let's go with both. What do you remember? Do I remember? No, we'll go with the one I don't remember. It's train tracks. Train tracks? Okay. Okay. No, not like you would think, like parked on the train track. No, apparently in the middle of the thing, a field with train track. How we got there, I have no idea. There's a few weekends I don't remember. Okay, next. (laughs) No, 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 no. Maybe you can get the get the string because see, I gotta decide what's actually strange. Football field. That's well, not really strange. I mean, there was a roof of the building downtown. Roof of the building downtown. Yeah, that's pretty. Well, you, you have access to roofs, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's the same. So of course you will. Yeah. I'm from Ohio, you know, like fields and shit. You know, that's. I think statute of limitations is up to that. The barn, uh, you know, cars, movie theaters. That's where I've never really, you know, I like the, I like privacy. (laughs) We're in California. I'm not sure what qualifies as strange here. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the other problem. I've come to learn that I'm actually not as strange as I used to think I was. No. I go to a Libertarian Party convention. This isn't really politics, but I'm a square. And that's just a just a strange feeling for me. Just saying. I, I'm one of the square kids. I've never been one of the square kids. Well, if you would have... kids throwing popcorn at people. Maybe, well, if you would have done the shrooms, you could have been, you know, along with everybody else, too. I don't like... I'm, I don't eat mushrooms in real egg real life. What makes you think I'm going to eat mushrooms just because they're going to get me stoned? Even though, you want to talk about <laughs> shrooms, I once had a stomach bug, and so they gave me shroom pills. You uh, told me about that. I was on shroom pills for a week. No, I wanted off that ride after about three freaking days, let me tell you. But you had to go the whole seven days on shrooms. Essentially like okay, seven, seven days. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like after about three, four days, get me fuck off this ride, man. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Everybody likes shroom. Yeah, shrooms for a night is cool. It's it's good, but shrooms for seven days is too goddamn much. And it's a low dose, but you know me in medicine. I don't need high doses. No, you don't. You, they give you baby doses. You ask for baby doses. Okay, I have, I have a question. Who was your first girlfriend? 
shit. I don't remember her name, to be honest. That one time in band camp, quite literally, it was a marching band girl. It was in band camp? Stop it. band camp. It was a marching band. So it's close enough for... It was a marching band. Well, the first official girlfriend. I mean, I suppose maybe maybe in sixth grade, but I don't count that kind of thing. No, no, no. No, like high school or or, or beyond. Yes. Yeah, I don't count. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it'll be the first official thing. But uh, I didn't ever really do girlfriends. So I think probably there was only two official girlfriends all the way through high school. But uh, no, maybe only just one, to be honest. Danny Dice was my first. Andrew Dice Clay? Danny Dice <laughs> was my first. I snuck over to his house. Um, my one time my mom came and she caught me. It was a bad scene, man. And you always got caught. I always get caught. That's why I see I learned. I learned that's why I'm in the street narrow path because I always get caught. It's inevitable. You know what I learned? I love to get caught. That's I'm not that good. I'm not that devious. You have to have the honest face. You know how actually how how often being just being, <laughs> just being flat. <laughs> she couldn't. She couldn't keep, I apologize, my love. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I, well, right as I said, you have to have the honest face. I mean, And I choked on my tea. Yes. Just saying. No, but you can actually, you'd be surprised how actually blunt ass honesty gets what you can get you away with all kinds of crap. I like can that. always tell when you're lying. Well, you can. I'm not, I'm a terrible actor, but that's what I learned, especially with cops. If you just actually tell cops blunt ass honesty, at least back in the early 80s, you can get away with all kinds of shit. Didn't you? Yeah, fun. no, no, just tell them the truth. Yeah, what you doing? All right, we're just sitting here smoking some joint. All right, we're going to go home. Guys, go home. And then you follow us home. And we literally sat there and smoked joints. Oh, it was crap. We were probably less stoned than we are now. But Speaking of smoking and joints. But that was the point. <laughs> no, literally, it was one of those nights where, you know, we're sitting there parked. We're sitting there hotboxing the car because it's crap weed. So we're trying to get as much out of it as we freaking possibly can. And, and what happens? Got knock on the window, so we got to roll down the windows that have been hot by for seven crappy shake type joints. And what you guys doing? Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> what else could you say? <laughs> yeah, as he steps back because the clouds are <laughs> billowing out of the car. <laughs> Today, you know what happened? You're going to jail. That's what would happen. <laughs> Even now, with pot being legal, you go to jail. You can get away with that. Because that was right before that, what, the 1990s. That's when we really cranked crap down on, on the drug war. Really, in the 90s, so that was all before that. Kind of the golden era where you can still get crap. 
You can still wreck your dad's car, and all they would do is take you home. Or your friend can wreck your <laughs> dad's car, and all they do is take you home. Those were nice days. Well, because you didn't hit anything, so it's just your dad's car. His dad's car that he wrecked, so they just took you home and let your dad deal with your ass. Now that's scary. I don't like the thought of that. Oh man, that's I, that's one thing. Talk about knowing you're going to get caught. I never stole. I never drove my mom's car. I never. I was raised by a single mom. I never drove my mom's car. I knew if something <laughs> happened, I my life would be in peril. I truly believe that. I was driving family and friends' family cars since I was fourteen. I suppose you could say I've been stealing cars, but it's not like I rode to a neighbor and stole somebody else's car. It was like, you know, we were driving family vehicles. We? Well, my friend's dad's car. Yeah, we grew up in a strange neighborhood. So, One of my friends had a guy had a lawyer. His dad was a pro, taught law at the law school. Other guy was an executive of some furniture company. We had the Coca Cola guy who used to own this Coca Cola factory down the street, lived down the street from the house. Just, just right, right next to a school teacher. Uh huh. <laughs> nice. And an office worker. And. You go across the uh, across the freeway, and you had people who worked at Campbell Soup Cap and plant, and so there was nice yeah. mix. Yeah. Yes, I like living in a mixed neighborhood. And we actually had low-income housing or apartments down the street, but it wasn't that far away. It wasn't a lot, so it was. In a sense, it was nicely intermixed. <coughs> it was really actually quite nicely intermixed. There wasn't so many. Uh, there wasn't so many low-income people in an area that the area had a a low-income feel, but yet there was enough. Of a low-income area where they didn't feel alone, <laughs> right? right? Right, and so so it never. You know how like a lot of times we have you know six blocks of low-income area. It, it just has a tendency to kind of self-deteriorate. So what happens? So if you keep it to two or three blocks of low-income, then it been a kind of a moderate income, then a kind of a more moderate income. We didn't really get rich, rich people. Well, you had one or two sprinkled in, but there was no rich, rich area. But by having the economic mix, it really it really allowed for kind of a unique kind of for a unique culture, just kind of a unique neighborhood culture, mm-hmm. and it never kind of strayed one way or the other. It never got too rich, never got too poor. It just kind of stabilized. Now I suppose it's probably different now. What a lovely memory. Okay, I have a question that I can't, but I'm not going to ask because 
because I kind of know. Um, but I just can't believe that you would ask this on a date. Okay. But this comes down to the, you know, where do you see us going? Do you see me in your future? <coughs> I mean, it, at some point, you have to ask that question. Wait, how, well, how far along is this compatibility quiz being taken, I suppose? If it's after three years, I would hope you'd have figured that shit out by now. If it's after three months... Okay, maybe depending upon the tone of the relationship. But that's a loaded question. That's the problem with the question. Isn't that the topic isn't valid? It's a completely valid topic. It's it's the way that question is asked is loaded. Uh huh. Right. The 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 real question it is you know what's our future looking like because. Especially if you ask a young person at 23 years old, they don't know what freak their future looks like in five years old. So you're asking, uh, you know, in five years. And so you're asking, do I you see me in the future in five years? <laughs> I can't see five years. I don't, right? And so, yeah, okay, I can post your face in there, but it's not an honest answer. And so it's kind of a loaded question, especially for young people. Now, you get people over the 30s where they start to understand, have more direction in their life, so then they can start to do it. But it's an unfair question for young people. Uh, just, they're just not prepared for it. Okay. So I suppose the better answer to that question is it's the part of the relationship and the maturity level of the people taking it down. It's not really a fair question for young people. You don't have... just Especially in today's world, they just don't have the. There's no possible way they know what they're going to be like in four or five years. Just, just this gonna... just it just it takes me back to when I was. Okay. Me too. I was dating women, and they'd look at me and go, "Where's this relationship going?" And I'd have no fucking idea. And one thing I learned is don't do that. So I don't ask that. If you'll notice, I never asked you that question. You know, I don't believe. Well, yeah, because it's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. Where do you see us going? Yeah. Well, you haven't told them where you see that you they're going. And so actually, you- actually, you're the one who brought it up. You're uh, you're the one who brought it up. Okay, so this is interesting. I don't you know I don't have a good memory of the. Nine years ago, so nine. It's been ten in eight in three days. Yeah, I get it wrong no matter what the hell I say. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, like I swear to God, last year I gave it an extra year, and then this year I'm subtracting the year. I've been stuck at nine for like three years. (laughs) You have been. What was your question? I forget now. Oh. But you, no, no. you were. How you, did I approach the question? You were upset. You were like, okay, so what's going on? You know, do you like date for three months before you decide if you want to be in a relationship with somebody? Because I just don't think I can go for three months. And I just don't, that's just a world. And I'm like, no, no, no. But, you know, it, I, I don't know today, but <laughs> it, it doesn't take me that long. I'll know if there's chemistry and we'll get to know each other. We'll we'll know in a couple weeks, you know, if 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 we're compatible. 
you know, for the most part, if we, if we want to give it a shot here. Hey, man, relationships are always stressful for me. Yes, but you were very upset. You see, there was a lot of a lot of words really, really fast. So I knew that this was a stressful issue. And that you, you know, that you, I was kind of uh, gave you kudos for bringing it up, you know, because not a lot of guys will bring it up first. Well, you know, that's the honest thing again. If that's what I'm thinking about, that's what yes. I'm going to talk to you about. Yes. That's kind of how I figure relationships are supposed to work. So I figure that's how I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to therapists and I've listened to lecture people. I listen to psychiatrists and psychologists. I've done all my research. And theoretically, this is how it's supposed to be done. We'll see what happens. Give it a shot. Nothing else has worked. <laughs> Nothing else has worked. <laughs> Well, you know how I approach things. I go learn things, right? Yes. You, you take the Gandhi approach. You learn the rules so you know how to break them properly. And essentially... I told you, I got relationships for dummies, book. <laughs> you went through that sucker. So, yeah. And, you know, I go base philosophy kind of thing. But, you know, I, I also spend a lot of time with therapy. You know, talking to my therapist. And my yeah. And so, self-introspection. I do a lot of that. So so really, I actually think in terms of how do relationships work long term, it's people who work on themselves are willing to work on relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's how relationships work. I don't know how we got to there, but. I don't either. Okay, here, here's one to jog your memory. What was your first kiss like? Do you remember your first kiss? I do. went the wrong way (coughs) well mine was on a football not on a football field again with a football field (laughs) I like football right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, he was in the bleachers under a bubble umbrella Again, Danny dies 13 years old. The first kiss I remember, it's not actually the first kiss, but it's the first kiss I remember is the, the band girl, and, and she tasted funny. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Yes, people taste different. But then, of course, I have no idea how to... I still don't, so... Kissing is like... It's still like the cooties. So, this is... The cooties... Okay, now I we 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 reviewed this one, uh-huh. and but we didn't get very far because we wanted to save it. Uh-huh. Um, do you like using props in the bedroom? No, then we're, well, again, I think we, we couldn't define what a prop was. I think is the, well, we first you have to define a prop. Are you talking <laughs> a marital aid? Are we talking? Pillows to help support. Are we talking costumes? Ooh, that's a good one. Costumes. Costumes. Yeah, but I'm a terrible actor, so costumes just don't work. Unless no, no one wants to see the carton in the bedrooms. 
That's the only that's the only character I can technically play is Cartman. That's why that's completely not useful in the bedroom. <laughs> I said, I'm speechless. I said it's not useful in the bedroom. What do you want from me? It's the only other character other than myself I can play is Cartman, and that's not useful in that department. What's the guy we could play, Fabio? I can't play Fabio. You have better hair. Like Yes, you can. We'll put you in one of those white Renaissance shirts. I have man boobs. No, it'll be great. It's all billowy. I have better hair. He has actual body. This is a wonderful idea. No. No. Just like, well, you won't let me do matching matching wardrobes, so I have to do something. How about one of them X thingies? Ah! No, what are you going to do? Leave me know. out. <laughs> furniture. That's furniture. Or we're, we're talking about one of those old-time 70s things where it looks like a normal bedroom until the guy hits the button and like all kinds of stuff. The mirrors on the ceilings come down. All right. The bar comes out, the music yeah. turns on. So, that is that a prop or is that just you know a mood? It mood oh, what show was that? Oh, there was a show. Good Lord, we were getting all over the place. What was it? The Three's Company, where that one guy. Oh no, there was a show where a guy had the bedroom like that. Oh, did he really? Okay, yeah, those late seventies shows. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> Are you a jealous person? I'm only jealous of myself. Am I romantically jealous? No. no. Am I jealous of people who are rich and famous and that kind of thing? No, no, no. Am I jealous of people who figured out their shit before I did? Yeah. Not economically, I mean, mentally figured out the way to figure themselves out. Uh, I am a little jealous. Well, in relationships, I think is what we're talking about. I am. I can't help it. I'm not insanely jealous like you can't have a female friend, but romantic or even if you're, I don't know, if you would be chatting, you chat politically. Yeah, but what about those women who talk to me and flip their hair that I never notice until you tell me later? Yeah, that's just funny. <laughs> well, how jealous can you be if that you find that funny? Because I know you're you're not going to get it, and if you would get it, I just know oh, this is going to be good. How's he going to react? <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> she asked me, how does that make you? I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. So next question. <laughs> yeah, well, this is if we go someplace. I know you're going to leave with me. It's, you know. But, but yeah, I've I've stood and watched you kind of flirt a little bit, and it, yep. it yeah, you, yeah. 
instinct. And I did. Yeah. You smile a little brighter, your little eyes get a little brighter, and you just see a little more animated. You're just so cute. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You're going home with me. What do I care? I'm too old anyway for it to make a damn difference. How many times have you been in love? Oh, man, I can't. Are we talking? Love. Are we talking in love or an infatuation? Three. I've been infatuated. Well, romantic love, quite, quite a lot. Quite spousal type of love, but that Now I love lots of people, but you know, I have you know three children. I have people that I love like children. But, you know, a little bit different. Two of them are a little bit different, but, you know. In love. Yes, but love. Love. You know me, I love have allowed me to be their father unit type person and so I have to, that's an honor that really is in their own way you know? so that's that's a genuine honor and yes you guard that like the gold it is it's worth more than a son's worth of gold very poetic Oh, let's see. Who yeah. are who are your ex-girlfriends and what made the relationship end as it did? I don't think I'm wondering. I don't need to know that. Well, good Lord, you'd be going back a thousand years, woman. Like, I can't remember that far back. So what have you know. learned from life that makes you who you are today? What have I learned from Oh, we don't have time to answer that today. So we just hold that one out for another day. Okay. That's actually a good question to, for next week. That we'll leave that as an opening topic for next week. So, so make it up. Next week. Okay. If would you? Oh, this is great. Would you leave me for a celebrity that really liked you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the most phony people on the planet. I'm like, I believe one of them actually liked me. Well, okay, maybe Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if your best friend told you I was a bad influence? Well, my best friend is technically a bad influence, so it doesn't really say very much. Doesn't really say very much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, any best friend of mine, it's not going to be the world's greatest influence. So that's not real. And quite frankly, none of my friends are very good in the love department. So <laughs> in terms of, uh, yeah, no, I'm not taking advice. And, you know, take advice from your friends and love. And uh, women probably do, which is probably the problem. 
course, I don't actually know, so I'm guessing being insanely sexist, and I'm good. good thing we're not popular on Twitter yet. Not only would I be in trouble there, I'd be in trouble with my brother. So. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> what would you do if you were the last person on Earth? She wouldn't even tell me a, she wouldn't even tell me a lifeline there. You know, I want y'all to remember that. If who was the last person on Earth? What would you do if you were the last person on this Earth? Well, I assume I'd eventually die. I don't know what... <laughs> I would read. I would go into a library. And, man. Well, I don't, wouldn't want to be the last person on Earth. I mean, just the basic, getting basic anything would be a pain in the ass. Why don't you screw it? You might as well just go find a building and jump out of it. Ah. Not that I'd actually have the guts to do that. I'm just saying, for all intents and purposes, what's the point? But technically speaking, I would probably go looking for another person. Yes. If I were to actually put myself in it, I'd actually start going looking for somebody else. Because that's what humans do. And ultimately... Since I'm not the type to turn towards suicide, I'd turn towards doing something that would be something. It'd be the most next logical thing. First is survival, next is finding someone else. Seeing what's actually left. You're an explorer. No, I'm a realist. <laughs> I'm, I'm a realist and I... I don't have the guts to knock myself off, so, and I also don't have the guts to be completely alone, so, you at least have to look forward to something. How were you your first time? I was 13. Why did you break up with your first girlfriend, band girl? I don't know. You don't remember? No. Must have been very important. Nothing in high school is important. Except the fact that I managed to avoid it and still graduate. That's the only thing important that happened in high school. Which do you think is better? Premarital sex or premarital abstinence? Well, better for who? Better for me or better for average person or better for a specific person? Because those are actually three different answers. Better for me is that ship sailed long ago. What's the point? Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> better for the average person. Uh, again, it depends on their personal history. Um, so it, it goes down to better for any individual and that depends on your own personal morals culture makeup wants needs desires goals sexual drive blah 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 i can't give that answer that's one of those things is you should as a human being actually think it through 
sad reality is most of us don't. We have sex at 13, 14 years old because our hormones are raging and the person next to us is cute. And, and we're bored. <laughs> so what happened? To what, half of us? Half of people? Something like that? In general? I'm gonna guess. As just as a random guess, I haven't looked up any numbers. I don't actually know, but I would guess that number's pretty high. That now maybe not 13, 14 could be more than 13 to 16 or something like that. But they're clearly not thinking. That's hormones and emotion right there. All that is. If you're thinking it's 13 to 16, we're gonna do it. No. Well, you might anyway. You might have access to the joy of sex to all three versions. Of the <laughs> or, or, you know, other people can have access to all three versions of the joy of sex and not have sex until we go into college. It, that, you know, it, it's, there's no blueprint for this kind of thing. Yes. That's reality. Okay. Through the miracle of modern science, I got pregnant. Would you stay with me? Well, yeah, but who the hell went to modern science for this decision? And why was I told? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. No, we have a bigger discussion than the baby, to be honest with you. <laughs> the baby's the least of our problems at that point. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love kids, so the baby's the least of our problems. But you realize how old we are, right? We don't like getting up for ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, to get up with them. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking about the smell and the cuddles. Yes, no, no, no. It comes with the smell and the cuddles and the screams and the smell and the The gross mess and the grosser messes and the smells and (laughs) the laundry and the the screams and yeah. And that's just the first three months. <laughs> <laughs> and on that lovely note, we are going to have to end our show tonight. Wait, I had one last question. All right, we can run for you. We're, we're not actually out of time, so we'll go for it. Okay, my, my last question. Yeah. Okay. With impunity, if you had the opportunity to be with a celebrity, which one would you choose? I take the fifth. Take the fifth? Okay. I actually couldn't think of one, to be honest, if I wanted to. So it's not really about taking the fifth, because I haven't planned for a celebrity in decades, at least. Sam Elliott. Sorry, babe. I don't have much of an ego. It's just the mustache. Oh my god. 
I look stupid in a mustache. I'm just going to have to go. <laughs> I said with impunity. <laughs> <laughs> I still look stupid in a mustache. I'm just going to have to go. <laughs> Okay, Sorry. I I'm out of questions. And somehow I don't think a glued-on mustache is gonna actually do float your boat. To be honest, I don't think. Let's wait, wait, is that one of those props you were talking about? The fake mustache? Ooh. Think the answer is no. <laughs> Come on. I can do this. Put your hair in front of your of your lip. See? Well, it's long enough. I would sleep it. Well, no. Well, yeah, but I wonder what it feels like. We'll try it later. <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah. No. Come on, we got a commercial to do. <laughs> We've got lots of things to do. All right. So we are out of here tonight. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. Um, uh, I think. There we go. Visit us at anchor.fm, late night love, to catch all of our podcasts. Theoretically, you should be able to go to late night love.us, but it's not working right. DNS is being a pain. Um, you can call us on the love line, which I forgot to give out. Leave us a message. But you can also leave us a message on the Anchor FM page. We can play it. We can answer your questions. You can also send us questions. And why don't I have any note for that? Anyway. I thought I had an email for that. I do have an email for it. I just don't know what it is. You didn't have it last time. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, I'll put that on the next. You can find us on Twitter at Late Night Love. You can also oh, sweet. Facebook, you can look at some of that Late Night Love, which is probably where you can see, see this. Um, but sure, reach out to us. Call in. We would love to answer your questions. And uh, have a chat. And as always, from me and the lovely Lovinator over there, take care of yourselves and please remember to love everybody. And good night.